0: All right, we're live. Welcome to the after party. (laughs) Those who are watching already. (laughs) <laughs> hello yo just rebecca just saw the twitter fiasco
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're gonna talk about that don't worry
1: <laughs> oh nice i just want to say
0: steve kerr retweeted me we'll, we'll get to it but we're
1: gonna get to it this this a, a we're gonna deal. let some people join us because i don't want anyone to miss that part of the conversation <laughs> <laughs> it could really be a highlight That's for hilarious. the after of all after parties <laughs> it true. could be the highlight of the after parties
0: it was, it was, it was a good day parties. fun day yeah, it's, yeah. So, yeah. Sure. So, how is uh-huh. how was your day? We start with
1: that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I did open Twitter today, but I didn't tweet anything. Mm. Uh, just You don't tweet a home. lot. No, I don't tweet a lot.
0: Yeah. You you save it for good content.
1: No, I, I sometimes think about it. But you know what? I read uh <laughs> I read Lindy Westbook recently. Which book? Uh, lindy west she wrote shrill and she also wrote a book called the witches are coming she's i love her she writes just like these really great essays her latest book the witches are coming is actually incredibly compassionate and critical of the world that we live in right now it's lovely i loved it but she talks about her relationship with twitter and then going Mm -hmm. off twitter and sort of being like I don't need to put this stuff out for free. I write books and you need to pay for it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> true. We
0: do live in this weird world yes. where it's like, especially as an author, yeah, you're really exactly. expected to do your own self-promotion. Yeah. So you got to kind of balance that because that's, yeah. that's how you sell your books is yeah. like putting some of your stuff out there for
1: yeah. free. Yeah, yeah. But she, she makes this lovely kind of personal argument for it. That has nothing to do with Ashley's whether I tweet or not. Oh yeah, love Shrill. 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 Shrill, Shrill. It, also turned, it was a show with um, a- Aidy Bryant from SNL. Hmm. It was, uh, I think it's okay. on its second season based on the book Shrill. Anyways, Lindy West. Cool. If you like sort of current feminism, cultural critique, she's great. Also, she's funny. Cool.
0: So you read that today? No. This Okay. <laughs> that was about the Twitter why you didn't yeah, put yeah, yeah. Okay. I
1: just feel like I don't know that I want to put my words in that space. I don't I'm know. Saying. I just kind of My wife like,
0: is not on, she's very yeah. little on social media. Yeah. And she was already... Like, she was kind of excited. Like, she discovered my tweet when it was at like 35,000 yeah. likes and sent me a text message. She's like, What is this There's, There's like 35,000 people that <laughs> like your tweet. But then okay. I got home for dinner when it was at about 120,000. And she's like, I don't. She's just uncomfortable about. It. She's like, kind of having fun. She's like, it's kind of cool. But she's also like, I'm also Kay. kind of uncomfortable we, about all this. We
1: do need to back it up now and give people the context <laughs> of what the heck you're talking about. So you you wrote a tweet last night. Let's like set it in a story here. All right. Uh, wh- when did you write said tweet? You wrote a tweet yesterday. No, yeah, like last before, night. Before late bed. last night. Okay, yeah. okay. What were you thinking about?
0: Uh, I don't know. I think okay. I saw something about. It was about. So, we read
1: the tweet. Should we read the tweet yeah, first? Where is
0: I don't even know what I wrote.
1: So, <laughs> if you <laughs>
0: saw, we we did a video on the YouTube channel about Ahmad Arbery. Yeah. We should talk about that in a little yeah. bit too. But in that, I juxtaposed the experience of this black man who was running who yeah. was murdered mm-hmm. um, for. For, not, for, for people being afraid of him because he was in his neighborhood, but he was a black man, he was running down the street. And I juxtapose that with the images of uh, these protesters in Michigan specifically, where mm-hmm. they're protesting the restrictions and the lockdowns, and mm-hmm. they're carrying automatic assault rifles and mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and the, juxt- uh, the point of the YouTube video was that s- what sin does to us is it makes us ignore things we really should be afraid of, And it makes us fear things that we should celebrate and take joy in. I liked,
1: I liked your line. Like we should celebrate somebody like living their life and like out for a run and being with their family and looking after their health and enjoying
0: their day. I mean, we should take joy in these things. Um, Siri just jumped in here. Uh, we should take joy in these things, but, Sin makes us afraid of things that don't look like us, the other, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're afraid of that. But we see white people carrying guns and they're protesting for their freedom, mm-hmm. and so that's not something to be scared of. So that was earlier in the week, but I was reflecting on that, and I just made this joke on Twitter about mm-hmm. why do the same people that don't have to wear a mask because God is going to protect them also need an AR-15 because God won't? Like mm-hmm. it, it just seemed weird to me because these you people pose
1: the question. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I put that on, and it was kind of funny. And I went to bed, and and people were already liking it. Like it was at like five or six hundred likes when I went to bed. And I've had a few tweets that sort of have <laughs> that much attention, so okay. I didn't think that big a deal of it. Okay. Then I woke up in the morning, and yeah. it was at ten or twelve thousand. I was like, okay. wow, I, people were up in the night liking my tweets. <laughs> um, and <What'd> then
1: <laughs> people were up in the night liking my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> that works, right?
0: So so then I came into work, and we did staff meeting, we joked about it. And then in the afternoon, my wife sent me a message, she was like, there's like 35,000 likes on your Twitter account. And then later in the day, it was up to 80, and now it's at like 150. 150, yeah. Yeah, but the big deal, super exciting, <laughs> is Steve Kerr retweeted me. <laughs> and Steve Kerr is the coach of the Golden State <laughs> that's Warriors. Nuts.
1: That's really nuts. He's awesome. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, gosh. we're at
1: 158,000. I mean, how did, and so you didn't find that on your own. Kevin Borst revealed that to it's you true. on Slack. Like, how did Kevin find that? I, you know, when you open up this tweet on Twitter right now, it's just a mess. Oh, like, it's, a mess it's of nonsense. hard there's, to there's know. There's 40,000
0: retweets on it. There's all kinds so, of memes and quotes. And... But the funny thing is, Kevin Borst, who's not a sports fan, <laughs> qu- posts this picture in our Slack workspace of uh, the, the retweet from Steve Kerr with his comment <laughs> saying it's like the tweet of the quarantine or something like that. And he's like, Guys, I just Googled this guy. I think he's a big deal.
1: And I'm like, that's Steve Kerr. <laughs> Ashley says, don't question Kevin's ways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I just love that Kevin is the one who found out. Okay, so
1: the, so the question is, why is this? How is this taking on some real, yeah. like, enthusiasm and energy in the culture right now? Because it's
0: not, like, a really <laughs> great tweet. Like, I had better tweets with more thought behind them. Right. This was like just a random thing, but I think this is like, this is what Twitter is. You is, just right? captured. Yeah, it's like the little weird little slice little. of the zeitgeist right. and, and Twitter's not, like sometimes I put thoughtful stuff on Twitter, but that's not really what Twitter's for. Right. Twitter's for like witty Hippy. encapsulations, right. you know, and the juxtaposition exactly. of, hey, I don't need a mask cause God's gonna protect me. Also I yeah. need my AK-47 cause anybody could come and attack me at right, any moment. Right.
1: right. And know? like we all see the images as soon as we read the exactly. tweet. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, I mean, the the funny thing was there was people. I mean, there's been like thousands of comments, and my DMs are going crazy on Twitter. <laughs> like, I can't keep up with the, the people who are sending me DMs.
1: All, all like twenty people who watch After Party better like jump. Yeah. Exactly. And add so. to the <laughs>
0: So but the funny thing is, people are like, ah, but my Second Amendment rights. I'm like, first of all, I'm Canadian. I don't even like the Second Amendment doesn't even apply to me. And I don't care. Yeah. Second of all, this tweet is not really about masks or guns. I don't I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. I do. But that's not what it's about. It was about this weird misappropriation of the divine Mm -hmm. to bring God into why I don't have to wear a mask or When people bring God into this argument about, you know, why Mm -hmm. I should be able to have, it's my divine right to have a gun, you know, these kinds of things.
1: Can you, can you, sorry, I just want you to explain those words again. Which one? Misappropriation of the divine.
0: Yeah. So, I I mean, for me. Yeah. What I'm talking about is the ways that we bring God into conversations where it's not that God doesn't apply. This, 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 the sacred applies to everything in our lives. We talked about that. Like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. That
1: was maybe my favorite moment on uh, After.
0: But. The misappropriation of God in terms of God is what gives me the right to have a gun. No, no it's not. I mean, that's, uh, we're a society together. We dole out those rights with each other. And then also this idea that God is going to protect me from a mask so I don't have to care about whether other people are sick or these types of things. Like, right. These aren't questions of God. This is a question of public health. Right. Are we going to wear a mask or not? How, are we going to do this collectively? Mm-hmm. What's, what's our rights around guns? And countries have different right. rules. I mean, I'm Canadian. Yeah. Um, a lot of what we see in the States feels absurd to me. Right. But I'm not American. It's not, it's not my place to say they, they can make their own rules. They can do what they want. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the ways that we use God as a pretense to do the things we want to do. Right. Like if, if I want to do this thing mm-hmm. and I say God's okay with it, yeah. now it's okay for me to do this thing, whether it makes any sense or right. not. And that's what I, I think that's what I was a little frustrated with. That's what I was commenting on. Yeah. But it was pithy and it was funny. Yeah
1: and of the moment yeah there you go uh so let's let's break down uh where this has gone for you in terms of followers (laughs) this is the funny
0: thing okay let's check this out
1: this is this is wild because i don't really think about like twitter analytics in this way Mm -hmm. she got a new phone case what's happening no it's my
0: battery case oh my battery was dying i see i was checking twitter too much (laughs)
1: that's it because your twitter's
0: (laughs) Here's, here's 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 the uh Here's the tweet. Okay, so right now we're at uh, 37,000 retweets and 159,000 likes. But if I go to- Like six digits, digits Oh yeah, here we go. (laughs) View tweet activity. So view all engagement. So 3.8 million people have seen this tweet. Right. Uh, 440,000 have interacted with it. Okay. Either liked it or commented or whatever. Okay. But you scroll down this thing, replies 1,300 followers. 32.
1: Yeah, it was really funny this morning when there were six. Yeah. So like
0: 3.8 <laughs> million people saw this and 32 of them decided, oh, I think I'm going to follow this guy. So my, my number, like, point, are point, like boom, one point. in 100,000 is like this guy, this guy is worth a follow. Right. Yeah.
1: And it's funny because I if also. I could get my, if I can
0: give my ratio up to two out of every
1: 100,000. I, totally. I also checked my Twitter to see if like there was any overflow because sometimes mm. I end up in Jer's, uh, he might tag me in a tweet. And I did have two new follows that were like different, <laughs> like outside of my, my wheelhouse, like w- much more American, uh, well, certainly American anyway. So I felt like I got two followers from-
0: There you go. And I don't even tweet I will so. say the, <laughs> let's see, the church account, the church account gained like 150 followers today.
1: Gabriel says that they might be bots.
0: They, they, <laughs> 29 of those followers are russian bots I'd probably
1: that's really funny <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that's so. how great. many
0: russian bots do we have following the church now the oh my gosh new changing there? the
1: world one bot at a time one bot at a time <laughs> <laughs> look out uh, anyways right. what a day. i mean yeah, yeah i mean it was kind of nice timing because these weeks are kind of blurring into another and I mean, I work at the same place that I eat my lunch, that I, you know, I just sort of feel like my days are like, well, so yep. when we, I mean, I feel like we all shared in that, nice. that moment of your Twitter fame today, <laughs> brought not only like energy to you, but mm-hmm. energy to those of us. Who
0: but it's, I mean, it, like, it is funny because I, we were just talking about, I, I think on the weekend, like this was the first for me, the lead up to this weekend. And then Sunday was the first week where I was like, I'm, I'm done with
1: I wondered if I'm you'd talk about this. this right now. Okay, okay, <laughs> you're going there. Well, we'll
0: talk about it now. You you kind of brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was the first week where I was kind of like I'm, I mean,
1: I gave you it out. Like I was just like true, we we don't this energy. It's hard right now, but but you know it's good. It's good to well, hear from you, Jar.
0: We'll just talk about whatever. <laughs> um, and it was the first week where I was kind of like I'm I'm, I'm kind of done with this. Like there was a lot of excitement, particularly for me around problem solving. At the
1: Cause, beginning cause of the Because there COVID, was new things yeah. to
0: figure out. It was like, how are we gonna get church online? What are we gonna do? Yeah. Um, how are we gonna readjust the budget? How mm-hmm. are we gonna cut costs? I mean, those are not all good things, but they're things to keep you occupied.
1: Yeah.
0: And this was the week um, where it was like, okay, we had this stuff done, we had a plan. And I was just like, I'm no energy for this. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I like, I feel very, I don't know, like down, not sad. Just yeah. like, I, I got n- I have no energy. I have no interest in this. I, d- yeah. I want to go back to my old job. Like, you yeah. Know, like yeah, I want to see people. I want to pass them yeah. in the same kind of ways oh, again.
1: That term, my old job. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want right. to be a YouTuber anymore.
1: Right.
0: You know? um, <laughs> yeah,
1: because our work is very interactive. I mean, a, a lot of our time in the week is like preparing for this big moment on Sunday, mm-hmm. where we gather and welcome and interact, and then see the see our work, uh, like our liturgy take not root but like extend outside of ourselves and so totally. we're doing you know we, we have these same rhythms we're singing together mm-hmm. we're praying together we're we have sermons together but we put them out and we have a little bit of interaction but it, do, it just doesn't feel there's a strange sort of miss in mm-hmm. terms of we used, we used to do this work in our old job and it was met in this yeah, yeah. way and now we're doing this work it's adapted but yeah. we're still like offering much of the same stuff and then we're like, hello, hello. yeah." Yeah, so
0: I mean, so it's, part of it is, yeah, we don't know what's working. Yeah. Like we have venues like this where, where people yeah. talk to us a bit, which is great. So by all means, throw a comment mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. there and let us know. But I mean, that, this is part of it is a lot, we're so used to, um, like I'm used to preaching. We're five minutes in. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. I've mm-hmm. got to change my energy. I've got to change mm-hmm. my tone. I've got to think about these things. Now I just I sit in front of a camera and I talk for twenty minutes and then I like put it online. And I'm like, okay, is, I don't know what <laughs> kind of energy people are getting out of this. Right. So um and like I said, the, the early problem solving period I did enjoy in a weird, strange kind of way. I know oh, that makes it sounds sense. strange, but oh, it makes sense. But this was the week where I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm running out of energy for yeah, that. You know, I don't I'll get back to it. Like you you know, you go in ebbs and flows, like that's that's life. Yeah. But
1: yeah. Yeah. No, it, t- it totally makes sense. And I think uh, the the first few weeks really tapped into that kind of entrepreneurial, like, kind of startup vibe that we can mm-hmm. tap into here, which is like, oh, like, we need to we adapt. Like here, let's right? adapt. Yeah, let's change. Like, we don't have to kind of like, yeah. we don't have to have, uh, sometimes we're like moving so even like take after party, for example, we right. just were like, okay, let's just like, we haven't really thought about it, let's but like, it. Let's, let's put, put these on. cameras out there and like turn on YouTube and like yeah. maybe some people will join us and we'll have a conversation. And then we keep kind of, like I just chatted with you this week about like, you know, what are we measuring? How are we, right. how are we having this conversation and sharing it and doing it live in a way that's meaningful? How are we going to know that it's something we want to spend our time doing? Like, um, you know, we're kind of always, but that's good. Like yeah. we, we kind of got ahead of it and then we were asking some of the bigger. Questions later, and there's room for that yeah. here. We don't have to form like three committees and have like seven months of discernment before right. we do a new thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, we don't have we to just, have any discernment. We just,
1: <laughs> you can just do we it. Just do stuff. it's <laughs> a good See idea. What happens? Right. <laughs> no discernment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I think this tweet came at the right time. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, well, how's okay. everyone else doing this week? Anyone else feeling that? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. my son is feeling that. Rachel and I were talking yeah. about that tonight. This was the first week where it was like, she was having a lot of trouble getting him up and doing his schoolwork. Right. And then, so he, so I came home this afternoon and he was not doing it. Rachel's like, I just need a break. So she went upstairs and I told him like, you can't, you got to sit at the table till you finish this like assignment. And he just fell asleep. He fell asleep. Like he just put his head down and went to sleep at the table. Oh, that is the picture (laughs) of us right now.
1: So He is us.
0: I don't want to do this. (laughs) He was like, fine. If I can't leave, I'm just going to sleep. (laughs) So I turn around and he's sleeping at the table. So I was like, all right. Well, and so then I so then I, I did talk to Rachel about it. And we're like, well, you know, what do we do with this? Like we can't, we can't just let him watch uh, YouTube all day. Because that's what he wants to do right now. Yeah. So we can't do that. But at the same time, can we? Uh, can we have some space to go, okay, like maybe he's not going to be as productive for a little bit. Right, like, we're eight weeks in and maybe this he's processing is just it. He's getting just like, to him in a yeah, different way. Yeah. Um, kids in grief, like, and yeah, yeah, like, you feel
1: it in your body, I think. He's
0: not, you know, he's not acting out. He's mm-hmm. just like, he's just lazy right now. Yeah. doesn't want to do anything. He right. just wants to watch TV and he's got a little bit of a mouth on him, <laughs> but that's, that's a whole other thing. But, <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like how, you know, Rachel and I were talking about how do we, yeah. um, Obviously, we can't let him go there, but also how do we have some grace for, okay, like here's a six-year-old kid Mm -hmm. who's had school taken away, who's been at home all day, who also now is at home with mom who has a new little girl that we've just adopted. So he's not even just at home with mom. He's at home with mom who's preoccupied with someone. other thing. (laughs) And he's actually been really good about not. Um, turning his frustration at M. Mm-hmm. But I mean it's it's just a very interesting time to yeah. sort of like how, how do we all have grace for ourselves, totally. how do we have grace for each other yeah. in this period. So yeah. I don't mean that to be a downer. I don't th- I, to me that's not I a downer. Know, it's just, I it's just it recognizing the moment and stuff.
1: Absolutely. So and I had mentioned as well to our team that I talked to my Auntie Faye. Hi Auntie Faye <laughs> about the same thing mm-hmm. about sort of like not knowing how to gauge our our energy here or yeah. my own energy. And she just really like um, identified with that and said, I think we're all like that. I think we're all kind of losing some energy. This yeah. is a moment that just sort of feels like a little zap."
0: Now, the, the question I think for us is, okay, well, what does that look like on the other side? Like, how do we start to come out of that? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if we've talked about it on After Party, but I'm like, I'm, I love this metaphor that Andy Crouch and the team at Praxis have come up with mm-hmm. for dealing with this moment. Like They've talked about the blizzard, the winter and the ice age. It has been really helpful for me to get my groundings. Mm-hmm. So the blizzard for us was sort of that first four to six weeks up to mm-hmm. Easter. And the metaphor is in a blizzard, you, you have zero visibility, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. Yeah. The, all you have to do is get back to shelter mm-hmm. um, and get safe again. And that was that first month. It's like, let's just let's figure out how to get online, let's do something safe, let's, let's get our grounding again. Then comes the winter. Now the winter you can go outside you have to be prepared but you can go out you can explore a little bit but you have to keep coming back inside cuz you, yeah. you can't live out there anymore it's too yeah. cold. So that's what we're kind of in now is it's like okay it's sort of the new normal mm-hmm. but we still don't totally have our bearings, but we're a, little, we're a little safer. We can experiment a little bit, we can go yeah. out. And we've been doing that. We've been experimenting a bit more with how we do services on Sunday. We've been experimenting a bit more with um, you just how we're interacting with the week. We've, yeah. we've shifted format for after party, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but after that comes the new Ice Age. Yeah. And this is the one that's the most interesting, which is sort of six to 18 months from now. What is the new normal? Because yeah. the old normal is not coming back. Right. Um, doesn't mean we're not going to get back to our lives, but they're not going to look the same. Mm-hmm. And in every industry, including church, yeah. some things that used to work aren't going to work anymore. Some yeah. churches aren't going to survive. Yeah. Some businesses aren't going to survive.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, some things that never would have worked before are oh. going to work now. Interesting. Yeah. Some business formats that never would have been viable six months ago are going to be in a year. After this thing, because we're just psychologically, we're gonna be different as a culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really helpful for me to say, okay, where am I? I'm in the blizzard. Let's just put my head down and let's work hard. Let's get back to safety. Let's do this. Okay. Now we're in the winter. So I think some of that is the freedom to start imagining. Right. But also with that comes the like, you know, a little bit more grief and a little bit yeah. more loss and a little bit more like, okay, my energy's starting to wane a bit. So that's where I am right now. Yeah. Um, and then probably in the next three to six months, we need to start thinking at least about, okay, what's the new ice age, Yeah, the new reality after this. Yeah. Um, and what's cause
1: like. even our energy as a community, you know, as we come, come to summer, not John. that our, not that we like lose momentum, but like you go away for a number of weeks, we have a different kind of series. Well, very,
0: in the past. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. In the <laughs> exactly.
1: past, in the past is like, we, you know, we we get through spring, our numbers dip people go out of town more mm-hmm. um, and then yeah. summer is like people being away yeah. a lot. So we're kind of like tracking with some energy that we would maybe feel yeah, this time of year point. anyways. Uh, but I think once we start looking at fall, you know, that yeah. that's going to be that like ice age reality of like, okay, w- we would typically ramp up. Right. What are we ramping up to? Yeah. What is that going to feel like? What is, um, what does it mean to be a community? Yeah. In that time, how do we
0: be the church? Yes. Right? And which not, is like and made a church. It I don't mean like this. I don't mean like no. making videos. I mean, like <laughs> right. uh, uh, commons, <laughs> right. all of us, right. How do we be the
1: church? Yeah,
0: in this new winter, right. And then how and do then we start dreaming true. about how we we be right. the church on yeah. the other side of this? So
1: right. I mean, what are what's some of the language that you think we can step towards as we wonder about that? Mm. Like, I was thinking about, I keep thinking about creativity, yeah. you know, that this is an, you know, when you have different restrictions, you now find different ways around through, you know, all of that. I wrote a little intro for a message around that. Yeah. Um, so thinking about creativity, you know, mm-hmm. like as a positive uh, hook to, to sort of dream about what's next. What are, what would come to your mind when we so, think about that?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things. I did, Um. actually did a, um, uh, what do you call it? I don't know what you'd call it now, what? like a <laughs> what class or a seminar <laughs> okay. or something. Like normally it was at a conference. I was supposed to speak at this conference, but oh, it right. got okay, because of the COVID. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did goodness. it on Zoom right. with a bunch of people, but I presented with um, a woman, Pastor uh, Mandy Smith from Cincinnati. And I love, she had this one metaphor that was brilliant, well, it wasn't a metaphor. She just talked about how... Um, uh, she was talking about family systems therapy. Oh, yes. And they'll often talk about it. when times of anxiety are high, the thing we need most is the thing that's in least supply, which is uh, imagination. Yes. So how do, we, how do we change things? How do we come out? What could things look like on the yeah. other side? So the more anxious we are, the less imagination, the less creativity we have. Yeah. And that's actually the thing that we need the most when we're anxious because we need to think about different ways around this problem, mm-hmm. right? Rather than sort of staring straight into it, yes. we need to think about different yeah. options and so i think that's one thing okay. is that we just keep reminding ourselves to be creative that, that fundamentally the spirit of god is is that spirit of creative force mm-hmm. within all of us mm-hmm. not as individuals but also as a community right. and that creative force still is there yeah it might be harder to tap into we right. might feel more drained by it but the spirit of god is still coursing through all of us it's still beating in the community mm-hmm. and so how do we encourage um, that kind of creativity to come to the surface. Mm-hmm. How do we foster it? How do we give it fuel? You know, how do we put it into practice? So that's the first thing. And then the other thing, I mean, this is going to sound a bit cliched, but I have kept going back to um, sort of the founding principles that we talk about at Commons, which is intellectually honest, spiritually passionate, Jesus at the center. And what does it mean for us to continue to look to Jesus, um, to take our cues from that story, mm-hmm. um, which is a very different type of story. Like that's not a, that's not a fearful, protect my mm-hmm. own retreat kind of story. That's yeah. a kind of, you know, um, move out there, find the vulnerable, care yeah. for them, um, you know, be creative about all the ways yeah. that the divine is present in the world and the ways that you can see it. So how do we look to that? How do we continue to be intellectually honest? That means, I mean, in this moment, that has always been with the Bible. In this moment, that means being very careful with our public health. Like, mm-hmm. how do we listen to Dr. Mm-hmm. Hinshaw? Like, how do, mm-hmm. we, how do we intellectually inform ourselves what it means to restart and reopen and when? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we keep that of our mind? We're not going to just be driven by um, emotion. We we're not gonna be, yeah, yeah, we're going to be driven by what we want. We're going to be smart about right, it, right, intelligent right. about it. Right. And then spiritually passionate, which I think is the tough one when you, to balance, it's always a tough one to balance with intellectual honesty. But in this moment, what does it mean for us to be spiritually passionate? And I think one of the really beautiful things has been, um, for me, watching the engagement with the daily prayers oh, that yes. you have taken the initiative in leading for the team. The team's mm-hmm. all writing them. Yeah. But whether it's prayers, whether it's centering words, whether it's benedictions, mm-hmm. the amount of feedback that we've got from people yeah. that are saying, like, this has now become a daily practice right. that I jump on the commons into Instagram story. Yeah. I watch Bobby's introduction. And then I read this prayer and I yeah. center, and I think about that. Um, can, can we come out of this season, right. this winter, right? Going into the ice age, imagining what comes yeah. next. Can we come out of that with a real intentional spiritual passion mm-hmm. where we've done more than just hype it up because we can't do that anymore. Like we can't get yeah. you in a room and make you feel anything. And, like
1: give you ice cream when you
0: yeah. walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we,
1: can't, we can't launch in September <laughs> with a donut, truck. I mean, how, a donut truck. I
0: know. But, um, but how can we continue to foster and encourage in ourselves that intentionality to say my spirituality is going to be the thing that moves me to creativity? Cause that's mm-hmm. how the spirit, uh, communes with me that's what's going to make me more creative that's what's going to make me more imaginative that's the thing that i need the most when i'm anxious yeah so in some sense the thing that i need most is to to rest in the spirit to go back to Mm. that to allow that right so i mean again all of that is none of that is particularly profound language it's stuff that we've said all the time intellectually honest spiritually passionate jesus at the center but i think in any time of crisis you go back to your values and you either yeah. not assess, work anymore. or because that's a real thing yeah. too. Mm-hmm. There are times where crisis forces you to say, "This was a good value for this season. Yep. It's not the value for this season." Absolutely,
1: we do that in our lives for absolutely. sure. We realize, "Oh, this value doesn't guide me anymore. Yeah. I don't hold to it. I can, I can say thank you and and move on to something absolutely. New. Yeah.
0: But I feel so. So far, yeah. I feel like going back to those values and saying, okay, these can guide me, these can center me. Yeah. Now I can have that as a home base and I can start to venture out and I can try different things. Right. Even like last week, where I was not feeling too into it. Right. You know, and then I and then all of a sudden along <laughs> comes the spirit, gives me Steve Kerr on my Twitter feed. And I'm uh I'm all the it. <laughs> so,
1: uh, any comments uh, here? Yeah, lots of lovely things. Um, some some people who ha- I we haven't seen in the chat, anyways, joining us. So it's really yeah. Em's nice asking see. if we
0: could post the conference link on comments. Uh, we might actually. So there's a I'll, I'll give you a, a bit of a background. There's a group called the Jesus Collective that we have been um, in the initial stages of forming. We talked about it at the AGMs. It's a bunch of churches. Um, we're not forming a denomination. It's just a network of churches that are trying to gather together around this sort of Jesus-centered way of, of doing Christianity and doing church. And so we were supposed to have a big launch conference in May in mm-hmm. Toronto, and obviously that got canceled. So we still did it online, and it's, it's been really interesting. I don't believe the my session has been reposted yet, but I think it is going to be cool. So if it is, uh, I will post it there. There is a Jesus collective podcast. You can go on there. Oh, great. Uh, I was on the podcast, uh, speaking with somebody else. Yeah. You should um, share that too. Yeah. Dialogue around LGBTQ in the church. On
1: Twitter. Everybody's watching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have done a podcast uh, with them. I did a thing. Right. So. It's a good times. So right. Some great churches in there. So
1: yeah. Uh, I just, I want to go back again to the question we were just talking about in terms of like what, uh, what we can kind of lean into in this moment. Um, I was flipping through, uh, Big Magic, which is Liz Gilbert's book, which you love and I I really love. love.
0: You know, I, I can't, I can't pretend to be a eat, pray, love guy. It's not really You don't have to be. But I love Liz Gilbert and I loved the book Big Magic, which was, which was about her creative process. It's
1: lovely. Yeah, it was
0: how about how she writes?
1: Yeah, exactly. It is a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a really good time. And I found the language. I thought I had it open, but I'm just pulling it up. Do you remember the part where she talks about the martyr versus the trickster? Yes. I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, I
0: remember that language. Yeah. I don't know if I could speak intelligently about it unless you give yeah. me some more cues. I'll but. give you some cues. It <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, looks like my Kindle like just stopped working. So uh, uh, anyways, the, um, it, there, there are all kinds of really lovely, imaginative language out there, and I think uh, finding finding what works for you in this moment to move us from like I just feel done. I just right. feel like there there is no end to the creative work of God in our lives. To be like you're not done. Like right. I have something for you, which is. Liz Gilbert's language of the trickster. Yeah. Like the martyr's just like, "Oh, whoa right. is me. This is so hard." And I could I just felt like, oh, I hear the martyr in mm. me right now. Oh, I'm working and eating at the exact same place. But like, what are the things that really ground me? Yeah. This is a moment to ask myself, like, what enlivens you, Bobby? Mm. Like, yes, you have some different limits on your day. But like, let the trickster sort of like yeah. play. And I, I liked the language mm. a lot. I thought it was like quite a fun time.
0: I found if you've read her book, she uses, um, she very much talks about like creativity yeah. being the sort of force that, yes. you know, that comes to us. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it, that's her language and it's fine. But of, of course, when I'm reading it, you know, I'm oh, thinking about. The
1: subtitle of the book is Creative Living Beyond Fear. Yeah. Hello. Is- Come on, sorry, I didn't mean to drop. Go back. It's just like, this is a good book for us right now.
0: But I mean, I think so. For me, when I read that book, I was always reading it through the filter of my spirituality. Yes. Which was, you know, the the, the creative force of the universe, Mm -hmm. um, not just like that helps you write books. I mean, I mean, the source of of all things. Yeah, exactly. Is the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that in the beginning hovers over the waters, the creative Mm -hmm. spirit of Jesus. And so it's it's like when I was reading her words, I was always translating it into that, that type of. Yeah. Um, faith posture for me which was really beautiful yeah and so even uh when you talk about that trickster language even just that and and all the different ways that we can imagine and give voice to the spirit of god in our lives mm-hmm. so um it makes me immediately think of frederick buechner's book yeah gospel is tragedy fairy tale comedy so
1: although there are some sort of dated pieces to it when i read it back i think yeah i mean it's a book from when the early 90s um i remember being like i was like really flowery about it and then i was (laughs) like oh is this a (laughs) I can't remember if it was like racist or sexist, but there was something that oh, I was well, just sexist, like There's plenty. Would, yeah, no, but I do think anyways, I'd have to double check that. Yeah, I shouldn't to, say that yeah. without <laughs> you being know, very <laughs> sure, but I do want to be like, Ooh, there was enough that I, well, I would being like,
0: absolutely recommend it. Cause I think, I think Bickner <laughs> is, you know, like <laughs> yeah. everyone, a product of their time, but yes, I think absolutely. he's a really brilliant writer and, and really does a great yeah. job in capturing Fairy this Did whole you idea that? of, um, that a single story can come to us as a as a tragedy, as a comedy, as a fairy tale, yeah. all this stuff. But same thing with with the spirit of God. The spirit of God is not just those moments where I'm creative in writing a sermon. It's mm. also you know playfulness, and it's also mm-hmm. you know when I laugh. It's it's mm-hmm. all of these different ways that right. creativity can come to us. That I think um, I think G- Elizabeth Gilbert really captures using mm-hmm. slightly different language yes. in a really yeah. profound way for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some lovely some lovely yeah. language anyways out there.
0: Have we we haven't talked about the sermon yet? No, we haven't. That's all right. We don't have to. Well, no, let's go there. Well, I was gonna say, what's on our agenda? Do we have anything else? That,
1: we're ready for that. So we did the last of my big loud mouth. Yeah. Did I get the title right? Yeah. My big I'm glad glad mouth. Enough. Yes. Every time I say it, I think I've just said three words, but there mm. are four.
0: Uh, it's a short word. <laughs> yeah, like, this, Does this count? It's
1: <laughs> two letters. <laughs> okay. So the last one was about gossip. Let's just check my Twitter. Let's <laughs> oh, <laughs> just pause right now. Uh, <laughs> if you're just joining us a little later, Jeremy Duncan had a big day. Let's see. Uh, on on Twitter today
0: 166,000 oh, likes. Man, right it now. jumped
1: since earlier. Yeah, so it, it jumped to over at 11,000. Like, yeah. So there we go. In the last 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. 38,000, yeah, another another 2,000 retweets.
1: All basketball people. Yeah,
0: all basketball <laughs> people. All still <laughs> since sneaker.
1: Mm. Uh, hilarious.
0: All yeah. right, so we started, we finished my big loud mouth and we talked about gossip.
1: We talked about gossip. Yeah. So I don't think about gossip. You know, it's not hmm. really a word. I For me, when I think about gossip, I think youth group. You know what <laughs> okay, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I kept thinking that, like, Well, I'm excited for a sermon about something that I left. You know, I sort of left the word. I probably think about how we talk, how we talk about others. I just don't use that word much in my.
0: I I agree. I don't know that I use that word in sort of normal conversation. No,
1: you shout at me, Bobby, stop gossiping. (laughs) Stop gossiping. He doesn't. doesn't. I don't think about it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I I just kept thinking about that. Like, this isn't your youth group sermon. Like, this isn't your youth group talk, Hmm. you know? (laughs) So, what were you doing with that word to finish my big loud mouth?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question. So, I think when we originally put the series together, we had talked about the language we had used. Um, initially was telling your story too early, which was the one about oversharing. Yeah. and then we had said, like in my notes, it said telling your story too early, and then week four was telling someone else's story. Yes, okay. So that was that was sort of the okay, uh, the language that we had used when we put the series together. Obviously, and as we I got think closer, about I was like that a
1: lot. Yeah. I, in terms of confidentiality, in mm-hmm. terms of like, uh, you know, just like even as a partnered person now, like yeah. that Jonathan story belongs to Jonathan. Like there are parts of it that you know, we share, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, that's language I think about more, but, um, the language of gossip, keep going. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I, I mean, I think, I think so that, so when we got to the sermon, I got writing, um, yeah, I sort of, I blended those two phrases together, okay. you know, the telling someone else's story and gossiping, but I mean, you know, in some sense, they're the same thing. I think part of what I wanted to play with in the mm-hmm. gossip was the juxtaposing of gossip being sort of a primarily negative Yes. word in terms of the connotation but then what is gossip how can gossip be good like like it's natural for us to tell yes. each other stories and tell our stories
1: that was lovely actually um, to begin your mm-hmm. reflections with like what did you say here's some stats isn't it fun to start a conversation yeah, yeah. with yeah stats? <laughs> <laughs> But then to just, like, normalize the thing. Right. Like, I'm not talking about just this, like, don't do this right. thing. It was, like, here's something we do as humans. Yeah. Here's a, a need that it fulfills. Yeah, um, yeah. and
0: so, I mean, um, I, I forget the stats right now because I don't have them in front of me, but right. I think it was, like, two-thirds yeah, of, like, was, like, human language exactly. is, fits in this category of, now, again, 67 the 67. category of gossip. Now, again, the category of gossip that sociologists are using is the, the the phrase in this one study that I found was evaluative speech face-to-face evaluative speech about a non-present subject. Right. Um, person, subject. Right. So it's, it, so it's not necessarily positive or negative, or even, uh, like a lot of it, they called neutral. I know it says evaluative in the thing. Okay. But I guess you're just, I don't know. They still said the majority of the gossip was, was neutral. Yeah. 16% was negative, 9% positive. Okay. The rest. Being sort of neutral conversation about someone, so maybe you're not making a value judgment about them as a person, but right. you're talking about like their performance or yeah.
1: something like that. Okay, Who knows? okay, okay. I don't know,
0: um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, this is what we do as human beings. We we talk about each other, mm-hmm. and I and I really loved the one um, psychologist that was talking about like this is this is so important to us as humans, yeah, because we live in groups, we function in groups, yeah, um, communities, right? But we don't have the time, yeah you know, like at a church, like commons, we don't have the time to evaluate everyone in the room. So as stories spread through the community, it's sort of a collective way that the group crowdsources yeah, the reliability. Yeah, incredibly
1: efficient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, and this was, a lot of this was around social evolution. You know, like where did these patterns come from um, in the human species and stuff? And that's what they're saying is like, this is the most efficient way for a group to crowdsource the reliability yeah. of the persons in the group. And so it's just
1: like, oh, it's okay. Of,
0: I do that. Yeah. We do that. And, and that's how we learn to trust each other. Mm-hmm. Now, where, so then the I talked about, you know, positive gossip, right. um, which was, you know, the primary way that the story of Jesus sort of traveled in the ancient world. It was just people saying, look, I've had this encounter with this person. Mm-hmm. You should find out about this person. Right. Uh, and, you know, the, the one scripture I took was from Mark. Yeah, the start of Mark. Where it's like you know Jesus does this thing, and they're all amazed by it. But then, like later that night, they all start bringing their family to, right. to come and be healed by Jesus or see right. Jesus or listen to Jesus, and just this kind of an idea that um, telling a story about someone—it doesn't have to be in a in a faith sense—someone who touched your life and impacted mm-hmm. you, an author that you were like this book. You know, we just talked about yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. Right. Like that's a form of gossip. Right. Here's a woman. Who inspired me and added something to my life, and now we're we're telling each other, we're telling it. Great, yeah. That's gossip in a sense. We're, it's an evaluative speech around right. that, and she's not present. Um, so those things are natural. They're normal. They're good, um, and, and we need to do them. And they're ways that we help each other. We share with each other. Um, so it's all good. Then I talked all about good. yeah, and <laughs> <I laughs> about a transition to okay. they actually bring people to Jesus. Yes, uh, you know. So then, like, eventually, conversations have to become. face-to-face like you just hear about someone that's nice but eventually you want to engage with them and that drives things deeper and that's good for us in all kinds of ways. Then I got to the to the negatives, right? So we can talk about that. Is there something else you want to talk about? No, it? No, no, no. I mean, side?
1: I I kind of had missed your outline listening to it in the day, mm-hmm. and then when I read it in the manuscript, I was like, oh, I really like it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth repeating. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you oh, use language you like of uh, just next time, make it more clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's
0: breadcrumbs on the screen. I mean, <laughs> you do all that. Maybe so. that's
1: true. I was making a <laughs> coffee and like the cleaning. You were getting, getting ready to do Zoom <laughs> lobby. You exactly. All my no. stuff for zoom uh zoom lounge
0: yeah zoom lounge zoom Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> <So>,
1: I <laughs> that forever and ever okay so it was um how do how do i say this like gossip to expand the group deepen the group and resist the temptation to close the group yeah. was your yeah kind of three movements Absolutely. right yeah. uh
0: yeah the telling stories
1: yeah this I, feels I like
0: you made a comment about, you know, because I, I used a phrase, something about if we could reimagine evangelism right. away from trying to change someone's mind right. toward doing what comes naturally to us, which Telling is sharing our, our story. Right. This is my encounter with Jesus. This is how Jesus impacted my life. Right. Let me share my story with no agenda to convert right. you to it. Right. We might actually find that. First of all, evangelism is less weird. Yes. You know, and second of all, I think it would actually be more effective. Like right. I think I think more people would be drawn to that Jesus. Yes. Rather than the one we try to construct right. that answers all their objections. Yeah. The Jesus who is just, hey, this is what I've encountered. Right. Like, this is why it's been meaningful. Which is
1: interesting. I had a, a moment on Instagram months ago now, where I was talking about something. It was on my personal Instagram. And I was talking about something related to we were preparing for something here in the community. And mm-hmm. you might, maybe it was Lent, you might want to be thinking. Yeah, it was. You might want to be thinking about these parts of Lent in terms of giving something up. Mm-hmm. And I I spoke about it in a genuine way. Mm-hmm. But I was very aware that like not everybody on my personal Instagram goes to church or has a, a positive relationship with yep. church. A lot of people probably have quite negative ones at this point. Um, and, and uh, someone from a summer camp that I used to speak at sent me a message and was like, I just really appreciate that you, I always know where you're coming from, but I always feel invited. And I was, you know, it was just a genuine moment. And I thought this feels really important to notice because anything I say, I want it to land well for him. Right. You know, that like I know his story a little bit and whatever I have to say, yeah. I, I don't want to, him to feel like he's othered, yes. which was language that we've used yes. in this series yeah. a lot. Um, So I liked that. I also was wondering w- when we think about evangelism as sharing our story, can evangelism also be welcoming hmm. the story of another or like, does right. it, can it be quieter? Mm-hmm. You know, not just like, I have my story to tell you, but what?
0: I mean, certainly I'd, whether we would call that evangelism or right. not, I don't know, but I don't think you can ever share your story yeah. and have it be heard yeah. unless you're willing to listen to the right. other person. You know? yeah. So is that part of it? I mean, I guess yeah. we can debate semantics, yeah. but of course, like right. who, wants to, who wants to just listen to someone yeah. all the time? Yeah. Like we want to give and take, totally. and we want to share. Yeah, it
1: might be something like bearing witness. It might be something Absolutely. kind of different. Although yeah. we use that language, witness, that's kind of older yeah. language for
0: Yeah, like I. Evangelism. so this is one of the things for me is I definitely want to share the story of Jesus as widely and broadly as I possibly can. Like I I have encountered God in the story. I believe Mm -hmm. that this is the, uh, you know, when we talk about being with Jesus at the center of commons, what we are saying over and over again is that the clearest image of the divine we will ever have in our human experience is Jesus. Mm -hmm. The divine is everywhere. The divine is in everything. God can be found wherever you are, regardless Mm -hmm. of your background or where you come from. But the clearest human beings will ever understand right. Jesus is the incarnation when god became right. human. So that's what we keep coming back to. Right.
1: And we so, can and we'd say something of that experience is very much in the body as we meet, oh, absolutely. right? Like yes. that's why we keep yeah. doing this. Absolutely. Not, because there is like yes, absolutely you will encounter the divine like walking mm-hmm. down the street and looking at a sunset. The Christ
0: is present always always gather.
1: but but also yeah. there is something uh incredibly profound Mm -hmm. and um sort of set apart would we say so could i say set apart sure from that experience of like the beauty the everyday beauty in my day to the beauty of what happens when we gather together as a body whatever that looks like not just in this room but like when we're when we're being the church yeah. which i sort of laughed at time <laughs> when Jer started his sermon on sunday he said welcome to church <laughs> and it was so it was charged like he was like I you're the I guess you are excited. the church don't forget it wherever you are in your living room making your coffee <laughs> welcome to church <laughs> 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 sorry i went on no there. no
0: I'm, I'm what i'm saying is i'm yeah. so i want to be evangelistic in that sense because yes. i want everyone to encounter God as fully and completely as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if this yeah. is the, what has been full and has made my experience of the divine complete, yeah. then I wanna share that with people. Yeah. What I don't wanna do is share that story in a way that shuts down their exploration yeah. of God or their encounter with yeah, that's God. that's lovely. Or that takes away from them the ways that they are encountering God right now. So absolutely, I want to be evangelistic. Yeah. That's what I do for a living. Like, I mean, right. I, like I, I get up, and I talk about Jesus every week, um, but what I'm not trying to do with that is pit my experience of God against yeah. your experience mm-hmm. of God. I'm trying to say this is what I experience. Come with right. me. Let's follow. I'm, I'm willing to right. learn. I'm willing to listen from you. Right. Um, you know, and, and there are things that I learn from. People with other Christian traditions, from people who other other religious traditions, people yeah. who would call themselves atheists and agnostic that are still very spiritual. Mm-hmm. There's all of this beauty in there. But doesn't that doesn't take away from my desire to evangelize in the sense of share the deepest parts of my story that I think are the most true parts of my story with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But I but I have a different framework on that than maybe what I had, what was handed to me when I was earlier in my faith. Yeah. In the evangelical yes. tradition, which was evangelism was apologetics, yeah. which was making an argument, right. which was confronting people's objections and overcoming them. Right. I have no interest in overcoming anybody's objections right yeah, now. Yeah. Not, like honestly, apologetics to me, like I'm, yeah. I'm not actually sure they're particularly helpful. At right, all. right, 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 um, I agree. No, I can talk, I can talk about culture, I can talk about history, I can talk about Bible translation, like mm-hmm. I've done all that study, but I don't talk about those things to try to overcome your objections. Yeah. I There's talk a about violence
1: those, to that. There is. Violence, I
0: talk about yeah. those things to try to deepen your encounter with Jesus that you've already had. Yeah. Or to give you an an awareness or an openness to explore that. Yeah but
1: not to shut you down yeah but to
0: welcome yeah you like commons. when we are doing when we're doing that intellectually honest stuff and we're looking through all the history it's not because there's somebody in the room who's like you gotta you gotta prove to me the bible's yeah. trustworthy i don't care about that yeah what i'm taking is the person who's already beginning to have a bit of an encounter with faith an inkling of something that i believe inside of me right and i want to say let me help you deepen that right and ways that i can help you deepen that is to make it more true is to make it more honest make more have more depth and breadth mm-hmm, to it mm-hmm. so it's all of that i'm not trying to overcome your objections i'm trying to deepen the thing inside of you that's already there now my faith posture is that thing is inside all of us all the time already yeah you know and i don't care whether you you know some people don't like this but i don't don't care whether you give it name or (laughs) you acknowledge it or whatever like i I truly believe that all of us have that divine made in the
1: image of god
0: yeah yeah and whether we refuse to acknowledge it or not does does nothing to Diminish it. Yeah. It does nothing to disqualify it. It is still there, and I'm still going to speak to it right. over and over again until you become aware of it. I mean, that's that's right. my goal. Right. But you anyway, know, how do we get? What are we talking
1: about? way down this road onto right.
0: evangelism. Although,
1: let's see if I can get to. This. I'm I when I was going through some of the details of your message again, I was thinking about feminist theology. <laughs> hey, let's go there. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I love it so much. But there was language By the way, around. Uh, it was Will, in this, Will yeah. Gaffney
0: also retweeted me, who I love, who's one of my favorite yeah. womanist theologians. Right, right, right. Uh, she's a black woman. She's a biblical scholar. She's not a theologian. Don't, don't if I mess that <laughs> up. Um, it's a different discipline and she's not. Yeah. She's a PhD in biblical studies. So right. but anyway, she was one of my favorite uh, womanist biblical studies yeah and she retweeted me she's which great on twitter almost as exciting as steve Kerr.
1: oh uh, so. more <laughs> more <laughs> no. celebs celebs in the world celebs in our world yeah
0: exactly so. <laughs> well gaffney is definitely she is definitely she's a like celebrity a in my world. world not quite the same as steve kerr but
1: <laughs> so i think it was in the uh, negative gossip section uh the attempt to other to draw a line to shortcut the process of getting to know someone uh So uh, this seems really present to me in, in just like the history of me working in the church Mm. when there were rules about like what I could do or what I couldn't Mm. do uh, was about like this idea of what women were, but I would be like, you're talking to a person, Mm. right? Like, you know that. Um, So that, that language of like, uh cl- that we close possibilities down and limit our ability to discover what god has mm. for us when we um like other voices and assume that we know what someone is just because they're a woman yeah. or lgbtq community you know the, all kinds the, of ways all, all, kinds, all of ways. kinds of ways right yeah. so i that wasn't really spelled out in the message that no but it's definitely way there of, it's definitely there yeah. um Um, Yeah, it was interesting to kind of trace that a little bit more when I spent some more time with it, that like that gossip can look like that, that like negative language that groups a bunch of people together and doesn't sort of question what was handed to you. Like, uh, you know, people sitting in seminary being like, right, this is what the Bible says, and this is what my tradition tells me, Mm -hmm. and like, this is what I know, and like not realizing who they're actually sitting beside, you know. So
0: the... The story that I used on that is in John 8,
1: I think. Was this, <laughs> nobody wants to be friends with a demon? Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I loved that line. <laughs> I laughed out loud every time. <sighs> nobody wants to be friends with a demon. Like so, uh, <laughs> I felt like the room would have laughed for it.
0: Oh, but well.
1: again, no Laugh track. Shuckle in my office. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> laugh
0: track. That's what we got to start adding to sermons. That'll Guys, liven it up. Give, us a, give us a comment and uh, give us a like on the After Friday if you want Laugh Tracks on the sermons from now on. But I love this story. It's such a yeah. tiny little slice in the yeah. gospel. And it's like so overlooked. Like I probably read this a thousand times before I noticed it. Um, it was in the fall I noticed it. Okay, okay. Because I made a YouTube video about it. Because that's what I do now. I make YouTube videos. <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, so the (laughs) religious, uh, leaders are trying to catch Jesus and they're like, isn't it true that you're a Samaritan and demon possessed? And Jesus is like, I'm not demon possessed.
1: Yeah. That's it. You know? And I, and I love (laughs)
0: that framework of how do we address gossip in that sense? So, um, you know, you know, I, I don't know what the equivalent would be, but you know, Hey, this is what you can do, but you're a woman. It's like, like, that's not even worth the response. Yeah,
1: you know I, I, mean? I felt like that's essentially what I've done with my yeah. life, is that I've been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, but, but literally, <laughs> I mean, that's what you find Jesus doing yeah, in this story. Exactly. People
0: are like, you're a Samaritan. Now, the, yeah. the, the, the opposite is he's not a Samaritan, right. which I think is actually, in some ways, even more instructive. Because yeah. it's one thing when somebody puts you down for yeah. something stupid, right. that you are, yeah. and then you say, I'm not gonna acknowledge this. Right. What Jesus could have very, you know, if somebody says to me, you can't preach, you're a woman. I'm like, well, I'm not a woman. What Jesus does is he doesn't even he doesn't yeah. even give space to that. Right. Because he very easily could have said, I'm not a Samaritan. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's like. It's like, that's doesn't what does even, that have to do with it? Right, 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 It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You think you think my religion isn't up to snap, right. you're, you're, you're saying I'm part of a deficient religious group. I don't care, yeah. I don't care that I am right. being associated with Samaritans. I don't see them as others, right? I don't see them as them, I don't see them as the villain in this story. Mm-hmm.
1: So, knock yourself out, right?
0: Now, am I associated with a demon? No, I don't want to be friends with a demon. Like, <laughs> like you know, that's <laughs> the part he calls out. Oh,
1: it's almost a jo- it's almost like two guys walk into a bar and yeah. kind of a joke. I don't know what it is yet but, <laughs> but, but
0: but then so then the question was out of that is how right. do we respond to these types whether yeah. it's gossip whether it's these types of critiques right. there's a time to say no i'm not possessed by a demon there's right. a time to say no that's not
1: true no yeah i'm gonna I, an, I know i know what's true
0: yeah I'm there's another time word. to say yeah i don't acknowledge your insult right. as an insult right like i don't accept
1: that yeah. the fact
0: that i'm a woman right is even part of this conversation. Right. I don't accept the idea that I'm friends right. with this person is even a value mm-hmm. proposition. Right. I don't accept that my ethnicity or where I come from, right. you know, is is part of the equation in terms of my worth. Right.
1: And to be clear, like the challenge is very much there. Mm-hmm. It's it stays there, you know, by by him not acknowledging that yeah. and just doing and being, which I think is the work that I'm always interested right. in. Like, um, We're always still doing that work of expanding imagination. Like I I I sometimes get on this kick of like it's really important for me to do weddings. It's really important, not just because I like weddings. Mm -hmm. It's important that people inside Mm -hmm. and outside the church see people like me do weddings and see that there's that like I I have that position because it's about expanding an imagination. People have a certain imagination for what that role looks like and I step into it and I'm doing justice work yeah. in that. Um, so it's, it's the action of the thing. So this right. becomes,
0: you know, how do we then um, give space, yeah. give voice for that kind of diversity in, within communities? Yeah. Um, how do you allow those voices to come to the surface and how do you fuse to allow, um, value judgments based on the things that divide us into us and them to come between and start whittling down the group because you know again this is this is my shtick in terms of my academic work is this is what we do with groups we form our groups Mm -hmm. and we form our groups on the basis of who is the other right that's the whole scapegoat mechanism yeah that's what gives you your social cohesion yes but and we were talking about this little week because of progressive Twitter and other yeah. things that happen on Twitter this week. <laughs> we could talk about that. Um, we're at an hour here already, well, we so we got to wrap this up soon. Um, but the idea that, so once the group forms mm-hmm. and once it has a cohesive identity, mm-hmm. so the outsiders are bad and we're good, eventually that doesn't become enough. Mm-hmm. And now we've got to find someone within the group who's bad. Yeah. Because that's what reforms our group again. Exactly. So you, you form the group, you form a church, you form a whatever, because you're not them. Yeah. And that works for a while, but the longer you stay in that group, the more you have to find who's the next person who we're going to ostracize or who's the next person that we're going to push aside. And honestly, like this is Protestant history for the last 500 years is we're not Catholic. Yeah. Great. We're the Reformation. And that lasted for what? 50 years before like actually also we're not you and we're not you. Oh, you baptized
1: that way? Exactly, You're dead we to start me, literally. So yeah.
0: Like this is what yeah. happens with our groups, and we yeah. have to constantly resist that urge.
1: And the antidote to it is is Jesus. Great. Yeah. But I mean I mean I in a very like right.
0: profound sense. Right. The antidote is the presence of God yes. that steps into yeah. these types of so this is what the I'll be the
1: other. Us. Like exactly. I'll be the Samaritan. Exactly. Yeah. So this
0: is what Fine, Jesus man. does for us. Yeah. Um, so all through his life. Yeah. You want to call me a Samaritan? Fine, man. I'm a Samaritan. Yeah. You know, you want to you see who your neighbor is? Fine, it's, it's this person that yeah. you don't expect. It's all right. these things. But ultimately, the greatest expression of that is they want to crucify Jesus. Mm-hmm. They want to other God, mm-hmm. and God says, fine. Yeah. You can other me. You can make me your scapegoat. Right. If you think killing someone, if you think sacrificing someone right. will make you holy, right. I will let you sacrifice me. Now, in Girardian theory, mm-hmm. you know, the issue would be, every time we other another person or another group mm-hmm. we always have some way to justify it yeah. so you know the example is when we blame our problems on muslims mm-hmm. we can always find someone right. who in the name of islam has done some terrible thing right, and right, then we're right. then we feel justified right. in that right so we're always able to keep doing this over and, and over and the scriptures
1: again. also they yep,
0: get g- g- this kind of thing. yeah
1: exactly exactly and and end up being used in this kind of yeah conversation like
0: when christ steps into the story Mm -hmm. and refuse you know you know the language of jar would be he owes no debt to violence Mm. the christian language that we normally use is he is sinless Mm. he has never hurt anyone he's never used violence for his own gain Mm -hmm. and we still scapegoat him we still crucify him then on the other side of it we have not we have no way to justify it And so what you see in this in the gospels is these people who turn on Jesus, even the disciples run away from Jesus. Um, the Jewish religious establishment and the Romans um, work together. So there's no blaming it on Jews. There's no right. blaming it on Romans. Right. Like you can't do that in the gospel. You can't take this anti-Semitic, right. you know, those you know Jewish people murdered Jesus. It right. doesn't work right. if you're honestly reading the scriptures. Because yeah. the scriptures are pointing us to this fact that everyone, even his right. friends turn on him. Right. But in that moment, when he dies, this is
1: how deep this stuff goes. Exactly. Even when he dies, it's a human thing to the people who are killing him and says,
0: You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. This isn't really about something that I've done. This is about something in you that needs to have a villain, that needs to have a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And so I forgive you because you don't know what you're doing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When even at that moment Jesus forgives, it's like our eyes are open because there's no way for us to justify this Mm -hmm. anymore. We can't. Mm -hmm. And then our eyes are open. Okay. So what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Because I need to have an enemy. Mm-hmm. I need to have a villain in my story. The only way I can know I'm a hero is to know that they're a villain. Once our eyes are open to that, then we start looking for it everywhere mm-hmm. and we start seeing ourselves right. doing it everywhere. And this is what comes back to these questions. Like when somebody comes up to you and says, isn't it true? that you're an evangelical right. or isn't it true that you're mm-hmm. a liberal or, right. you know, like whatever it is, right? Yeah. When I give into that, Mm. And I take offense to that. I'm like, no, I'm not one of them. Right. Well, now what I recognize is I've already mm. given in to the thing that led to the killing of Jesus. Right. When I refuse it, well, that's not an insult. Yeah. You're a conservative. I, I'm not. A, I'm not offended by yeah. that. You're a liberal. I'm not offended by that. I don't. I'm not offended by being grouped with those people mm-hmm. because I do share something in common with them. Now can I speak to you about what I don't share in common with them? Cause I'm not a demon, not right. demon possessed. Like, you know, <laughs> right. Right. So right. yeah. Okay. You want to put me in right. with this group? Well, okay. This is the ways I see the world differently. Mm-hmm. This is how I act differently. Yeah. This is how I carry myself differently, but no, I'm not offended to recognize that I do share mm-hmm.
1: something with them. And I'm oh, sorry, I don't no. want to no. stop your rant. <laughs> we're all, we're almost I just a, ranted for it, too long. No, it's not a rant even. It's a, it's really Helpful thinking, but it it also translates into spiritual practice. Yes, because I think a lot about prayer, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot about um, our prayers that, like, like try to um, move away everything that's bad and hard. And of course, like we want that, but there is a kind of prayer and contemplation that like welcomes it and takes it Mm -hmm. in, and and then allows like the spirit i think can address the things that we're working so hard to resist we can like we can breathe it in i breathe in my anxiety Mm. and then i it's transformed into peace i breathe Breathe in in the fact that i'm i can be so violent and i can be so critical towards others and myself and i can breathe that breathe out something generous Mm -hmm. in the world and i think i think your ways of talking about Gerard always make me think about prayer in terms of like our posture with the things that we're trying so hard to keep away from us, Mm -hmm. um, be like that. Jesus like took it all in and transformed it into. Yeah. um, Jesus
0: became every other that we could possibly name. Right. And didn't take offense at that, right. and still forgave us for it. Yeah. So once our eyes are open to that, mm-hmm. how do we become aware of that all the time? Yeah. And prayer is about, you know, for me, is about going back to that and centering ourselves in yeah. that Jesus story over yeah, and over yeah, again.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and I mean, yeah, I don't want to go into a whole thing about the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you could go back in our series where was it? The problem with prayer? Yeah, I think we yeah, talked about that. Yeah. But I mean, in the problem of prayer, I mean, we talked so much about the Lord's prayer and that groundingness of, yeah. you know, we, our father, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of thing, mm-hmm. this chosen family that we're right. all part of. How do we see each other in new ways? Mm-hmm. How do we not see each other as a threat? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we constantly forgive to know that we're forgiven, mm-hmm. that, that it becomes this flow through that's mm-hmm. happening, right? Yeah. It's not a threat. Like if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. It's if you don't forgive, you will never know what it means to be forgiven because this is that inhale, exhale that's happening to yeah. us all the time. Yeah. And so, going back to that Jesus story, centering, grounding yeah. ourselves in that peace is then what allows us to not take offense at yeah. those types of gossip. Right. And back to the sermon,
1: yeah.
0: is not to speak in those ways right. that unconsciously are about closing down the group. Because right. that's what makes us feel safe. Right. right. When I close down the group, when I'm like, we're not them, we're not mm-hmm. that person, we're this. That makes mm-hmm. me feel safe, it makes me feel known, right. it makes me feel it. When I actively resist language that closes down the group, and I always use language that opens up the possibilities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not demon possessed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a truth, he's, he's refuting that claim, but he's doing it in a way that opens up the story. I'm not demon possessed, we can talk, yeah, we can right. interact with each other, right, you don't right, need right. to
1: be afraid of me. Right.
0: I'm not gonna address your accusation of being a Samaritan, because yeah. that's about us and them. Right. So how can I take that into my life? How can I talk mm-hmm. in ways that address problems in the world? Yeah, you know, by no means should we be ignoring injustice in the world.
1: Oh gosh, no. <laughs> of course not, right?
0: We need to name right, these yeah. things. We need to say I'm not possessed by a demon. We need to say things. Yeah. We need to talk about Ahmad Arbery. Yeah. We need to say this is wrong. This yeah. kind of thing happens in yeah. the world, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so, so there's times for that, mm-hmm. but then our language that others and our language that pushes right. people away, and it's this yeah. really fine balance.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's like a like, l- look what we can become. Mm-hmm. Let's let's become something better together, rather than like as long as I'm not like you. Right, um, and that's hard, right? Which is yeah. I was thinking about language of like unity and division, which is very prominent in the New Testament, right? This language of, like, I think. I think we're talking about those themes Mm. without some of that language. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I mean, this is, this is, this is hard work, this stuff. This is not what I talked about in the sermon, but the the bigger picture of it. Right.
1: Well, we're wrapping up. Um, Let's wrap up with uh, some gratitude, just like kind of ending on like something we're feeling kind of grateful for Twitter. Twitter today, <laughs> bringing Jeremy Duncan back to life. <laughs> I'm really thankful for Steve Kerr. Oh, my. And what a day for you. What Even a day. Even though the Raptors are, obviously. Obviously, uh, I love the Raptors more than the Golden State Warriors. Obviously. Uh, and the Raptors,
0: I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not guaranteeing they right. would have won a second championship. I'm but saying it wasn't was, out of the question this yeah, year.
1: Wow. Sports, Just saying. man all right yeah
0: um what am i grateful for yeah so just, we talked a little I, I know i say this all the time but I, right now it's it's my kids so mm. we were talking on instagram before we were live on instagram before we were right. live.
1: right i was but, terrible uh, live on instagram but people welcome. were
0: asking about Emma right. and how she's doing she's right. doing so well she's super healthy but yeah. she's at this stage where she just loves looking at rachel right now and it's so oh. cute she just smiles <laughs> so much. If you stare in her <laughs> eyes, she just loves it, and it's so funny because you—it's like she's like a couple months old, but you're seeing the personality. Because Eaton was not like that. Oh. Um, Eaton would interact. He would want to play with you. M just wants eye contact, <gasps> like dead on oh, intense eye contact. Oh, I wonder
1: what this means. For yeah, it's so
0: interesting. A eh?
1: little. So, oh, yeah. Lovely.
0: So I, I really grateful for that. And we mm-hmm. did hear from. We talked with her birth mom. Uh, Today, we we had reached out to her on uh, Mother's Day and dropped off some gifts for her and stuff. Um, And we didn't hear from her, but uh, we did today, which was I I was grateful for that. She's she's doing well, which is good. Yeah. And yourself?
1: Great. Um, I'm grateful for the forecast, which oh, it, just, yeah, totally. it just sort of feels like where on earth is spring. And I feel like yeah. I've been saying for weeks, like I look ahead and I think it's gonna get warmer, it's gonna get warmer. But I biked over here anyways in hope and solidarity with that forecast. Like nice. I was like, I'm gonna bundle up, I'm gonna get on my bike, and it's gonna get warmer. I like so, it. So looking forward to that.
0: Okay, Great. final tally of the night.
1: Yeah, final tally.
0: Right now we're at one hundred and seventy six thousand <gasps> likes. Yeah, 40. every 7, minutes. Reviews. Yeah, that was it like another 10. ten or eleven thousand. 10,
1: <laughs> ten or eleven. Ten or eleven
0: thousand likes
1: uh, during the all all twenty three people. Make sure you <laughs> yeah there you go. Get your names on there. Get it in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks so much great. for joining us, everyone. It's, yeah, a, it was a fun really conversation.
0: Great. Uh, great. By the way, we um, Sunday we're starting a new series. Yeah, uh, oh, Bobby's right, anchoring it. Yeah, so Bobby's doing it in the next two weeks. This yeah. called how to be angry. Um, I've already read the first sermon. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's yeah. really good. Really good stuff. Yeah. So, I and I think, um, you know, it's interesting to have this one paired with I'm a maybe logo. It is,
1: is not, interesting in some ways. Yeah. But
0: so, how do we? You know, we we talked about that othering and that yeah. that pushing people away. But now we want to talk about like how can anger how can we do that in a healthy way? And what yeah. To look so I we're really, gonna take team in a little bit, but you're doing the next two. I'm doing two. the next two, yeah. And I was gonna
1: do all three, but these are different days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: but this is I gave you
0: one. Yeah. Took pity <laughs> on me. But uh, no, it's it's gonna be a good one. I think it's gonna yeah, be a neat good. series.
1: No, I People i are gonna appreciate I, it's, it. It's it is one of those um series where I've been preaching little bits of it to my own life for years. Mm -hmm. So I had said, you know, over a year ago, I really want to do this series on anger. And you were like, "A series? Oh, come on. I feel like you're a little bit like, really, Bobby, a series on anger? And I was like, no, it's I've got this. It's going to be a series on anger. (laughs) And now you're preaching one of (laughs) (laughs) them. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's it's really good. Yeah, I think it's great. And we're finding our groove still and like preaching to a camera. Mm -hmm. So I this I is your first uh,
0: office preach.:
1: This is, and you know yeah. what? I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. I had some issues with the camera, but um, we good. but I liked it. And I think yeah, we are.
0: we're doing journal prep right now. We did mm-hmm. Our team worked on it today for yeah. next year. It yeah. is a strange time to be planning the next 12 yeah. months.
1: But again, leaning into that time. creative spirit. Yeah, yeah, really. It's here.: Kay.
0: Thanks, everyone. Have a great evening. rest you. <laughs> We will see yeah, you tomorrow night for Living Room Worship on Instagram. Right.
1: Yeah. Thursday, um,
0: we'll have a video back on YouTube. Friday, we'll have another Community challenge. challenge,
1: which, man, those things light up.
0: Yeah, common oh, area. See. If you're not in the common area, <laughs> join it. It's facebook.com groups slash commons church. Yeah. yeah. So you get to the common area. Uh, Bobby puts a challenge in there every Friday. Those are yeah, fun. Yeah,
1: really neat. And then
0: uh, we'll be Wide back with a new series on Sunday. That's right. Thanks, everyone. Have I a guess- great night.